Three, two, one, action. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonculus Show. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome to the Redonculus Podcast, where when life gets tough, we get redonculous. Today, you're hanging out, of course, with Jeff, James, and Annie. Say hello, guys. Hi, guys. And tonight, uh, as always, we have a very special episode for you guys. We're very, very lucky to have this guy uh, join us on the podcast. This is the first time we're going to be recording together. I'm I'm a little bit nervous, I'll be honest. He's a little bit of a local celebrity, I want to say. He's been working in the, the finance industry for about 15 years. He's also a personal coach. And, you know, he helps people achieve success in the, their personal, their financial, and also their career. On top of that, you know, that this is like a Batman situation. That's his day job and his night job uh, when he is Batman. He is the host of the Life Plus Up podcast. Give the best, warmest welcome to our buddy from Life Plus Up, Kevin Yang. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hi. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for having me on to... All the viewer, my name is Kevin. I'm the host for our Life Plus uh, podcast. Also here in New York with all the fantastic people over here. So, so a little thing about me. For the past 15 years or more, I have been a life coach and also an executive for multiple financial institutions. I run multiple nonprofits predominantly helping people to develop their leadership skills, communication skills, and most importantly is trying to raise awareness for autistic kids. And when I am not working in day job or the night job of doing the podcast, I also, uh, I'm also the editor for a publications called Life Mission on Medium. So which we are publications focused on stories and articles from different authors, including myself, um, providing coach, tips and also resources to help people to get ahead in life, especially around personal, financial and career. So that's just a little basic about me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Tell us a little bit more about the Medium blog. Medium is a great platform, which is started by the CEO, used to work for Twitter. He created a platform for people to really jump in and share their life experiences and knowledge and wealth. So if you actually go on there, you can find all different topics. The only issue that I have with this website is that I try to click around and there's some stuff that I was like, oh, wow, I want to read this. And I clicked it and it was, it was just said, sign in with your free account or something. And I'm like, oh man, yes. do I really want to do that just to read an article or five articles, whatever. So it's like almost like New York Times, right? Like uh, if you subscribe to Wall Street Journal, New York Times, you will have like five article or five stories a week. But Medium is such bigger platform than that. The good thing about Medium is that, yes, for a monthly fee of $5, that you'll be able to assess all the articles you need. But if you are just a casual reader, they will give you at least five stories a month for you to just enjoy. Oh. Yeah. The trick is that you can five story per email. So if you have five emails, you can pretty much <laughs> knock down 25 stories for free. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that we had you on today because if anything, we learn how to use Medium. We know how to hack <laughs> Medium. So there you go. Oh, as a part of the member for Medium, I will not, I will not endorse that act. But <laughs> yes. I'll just throw out my word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this right. reminds my Toastmaster meeting. <laughs> yeah. Word of the day is numismatic, which is an adjective 
and the definition is of or relating to the study or collection of coins, tokens, and paper money. I would say numismatic. Okay, let me think. Numismatic <laughs> is not a field that I am expert in, so that's one time already. I'll try to squeeze nice. in this twice. More. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I had to um, really review all your podcasts within a short span of time. So there was a time that I think I was watching up to ten episodes a day, and then I wow. literally hear your voices while I go to sleep. I'm like, oh my god! I'm gonna have to tune down this a little bit. Well, yeah. I want to be prepared for the show. Oh, by the way, this is day two or day three that you're doing the happiness challenge, the 100 days? Yes, the 100 happy days challenge. Okay. Tell so us a little bit about that. So the 100 happy day challenge is not, nothing new. Like if you go on Instagram, there is a lot of people who are trying to go and challenge this. In my previous episode, it's about taking control of your happiness. And one of the things I want all the listeners and viewers to know is, is that happiness is things that you can actually control, you can hone in on. There's a lot of things that happen throughout your day that's positive, but one negative things can overtake all the feelings and give you an illusion you have a bad day. When you are doing a 100 happy day challenge, you're beginning to train your brain to think about the happy things. It's not easy that you have to purposely find out what is the happy moment of the day and try to mm. seize it by taking a picture of it. So in this case, you will tell your mind to start focusing on the positive part, but not the negative. And I give some examples in my podcast and also in my medium publication too. Is you play with fire. That's what you said. Yes, that's one of them. Yes, <laughs> yes. But there we go. All of, all of us did that before. That when we play with a fire for the first time, it's a lot of fun. We see it for the first time. It's beautiful. Everything's all cool. And then we burn ourselves. And going forward, we always associate playing fire with burn but we forget the excitement that we have while we're playing it for the first time. That's just only one of the examples. Another example is that just imagine your day, like you can catch your bus on time, your seven train is not delayed for the first time, the homeless guy is not on the we're seven train. Oh, seven train. Yes. <laughs> and then, on that one. Yes, and all the good things happened to you, like uh, all your meal pal order was correct, your Starbucks barista was giving a smile for the first time, and then your boss tell you that you're behind on your work, you will somehow tell yourself that's a bad day. Despite that you actually have all the amazing things that happened before that. So this 100 happy days will allow you to at least capture those happy moments and then post it. So you can always remind yourself. To be more grateful, to be more appreciative, yeah. And I think that in about 10 or 15 days, you'll start to notice that you're purposely looking for those happy moments. And that's when your mind will be most productive. Where that's do you post good. your happy days? So I put us on the Instagram. And then, of course, I share on my Facebook fan page as well, too, under the hashtag 100 Happy Days Life Plus Up. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to recently is called uh, The Happiness Lab, where they talk about the science and data and the research about being happy. Right. And you'll be surprised because, you know, more money does that mean more happiness in a lot of the cases. At least that's what I'm learning. Yes, like uh, the money is simply just numismatic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just trying to do a, that was an alley-oop right there. I'm glad yes, you got it. That is very true. <laughs> now, like uh, the idea coming down to money is a tool. But however, it depends on how your perspective is. It might not necessarily make you happier. Talking about being happy, let's talk about the serious hypothetical. Serious hypotheticals. It turns out that life and reality, as you know it, it is being produced by a machine running a program that stimula simulates life. In reality, you have no body and are a brain inside of that <laughs> <laughs> being subjected to the simulation. Uh, nobody outside intends to disturb you. 
you can go about your life normally inside the fabricated reality. Would it bother you? Would you try to die or escape? So basically, you're in the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's such a throwback. <laughs> For me right here is, is that being in the matrix doesn't mean that you will have to choose to be happy, escape, or to die, right? There is a lot of things that you can do. People who watch the movie will feel like you need to liberate the human beings. I don't have that particular passion. I most likely will find a way to reconnect myself back to the matrix and start all over again. Oh my goodness. Yes. You smell that steak. You taste that steak. Yes. It's but, there. but aside from that portion, I'm a person that's fear of curiosity. Like uh, if I know this world is not real, then I will love to explore the new world. Tomorrow you wake up in a brand new world. Nothing you know existed. That's very cool. So don't you want to spend the time to find out what happened to this world and just go around to explore all the cool things like radiation rain and things like that? And if I can make it better, why not? You know what? You and I think very, very differently. We got to hang out more. <laughs> so what I'm, were you I'm, thinking? I'm thinking the complete opposite. I'm just like, oh, I'm on the Matrix. Am I Neo? <laughs> do I get to learn karate and kung fu? Do I get to learn how to do everything? Can I fly? That's the real question. That's what I want to know. I think the good part is that in your hypothetical world that the humans are still real, even though they might not look real or their appearance is fake, but their mind is real. So yeah. you're still having a genuine human interactions and you're yeah. still living your life despite that everything else you see is fake. It's like almost playing World of Warcraft, but in real life. I spent a lot of time on World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, you did. Did you play World of Warcraft also? I am level 500 and I stop. I am not a friend of addiction. So playing yeah. online games is not something that... Besides, besides basketball. Oh, yes. That, that's, that's a release of stress, of course. <laughs> okay. So your team is the LA Lakers. We talked about this. Yes, Lakers. Okay. So was it very stress-releasing when they were the years that they were bad? So, no. <laughs> or they were stress, <laughs> no, they were stress is, causing. <laughs> I am a original Laker fan. So I have seen Laker go up and down. So I'm talking about back in Nick Van Axel, Eddie Jones era. So I have seen Lakers waiting through rebuilding era mm -hmm. as long as we're making the right choice. So yes, it was, it was hard for a lot of Laker fans, but now we are able to see the fruition from what happened. You know, years of hard work, years of rebuilding. We finally got LeBron James. That was like music to all of our years. I have been following the, 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 the recruits even when they're in college. This is how much a Laker fan I am. I follow Lonzo, but when he was in high school going to UCLA. Were you a fan of his? I am a fan of Lonzo Ball. And then I am sad that he has to go along with Brendan Ingram. But the thing is, without them we can get anthony davis you have to get anthony davis and yeah the truth is that we're number one in the west because we have anthony davis that guy's a monster he's such a long dude mm -hmm. but yet he's so athletic it's kind of it's crazy to see the way that he moves yeah well i was watching him in college with his uni bra and then he actually went to team <laughs> olympic before he played the first game for nba that was amazing too but most importantly it's like he is not just a normal big man. He can shoot, he can score, he can defense. I forget his name. There's a there's this uh, white guy. Dunks are very emphatic. He looks like an old dude, but he's a young guy. Is it Alex Caruso? But he's yes, not Caruso. That's the yeah. guy. But he's still young though. Alex is he's not thirty yet. I think he's. But he but he looks like an old man. <laughs> yes, he's, because he's bald. Yes, when you yeah. lost your hair, that, that just gave you an impression. Alex Caruso is a local folklore hero. Um, out of us. 
all love Alex Caruso, a person who defied all the challenges. He was in G League, got the two-way contract, earned his spot. If you go to any Laker games, any Laker game, including the one that he is in away court, you will hear we chant Caruso as MVP because he make us feel like as a civilian, we can also do great things. Wait, like- James, James, can you pull that up? Can you pull up YouTube, uh, Alex Caruso, like a dunk? I want to yeah. see that. I'm excited. Oh, yes. Let's watch this. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't oh. lag. Oh, oh that, that's the, the David Nugget again not too long ago. Yes, that's the bow guy. Bam. Look at that. <laughs> that's a little bit laggy, but it's okay. Look at the look. You see, like his lack of hair. <laughs> <laughs> the way that this this guy dunks, it's a it, it's what you would call a putback. So his teammate would be like missing the shot, and he'll just go. So he gets a rebound and he puts it back in. That's so exciting, man! Like imagine playing on the same team as this guy. That would excite your team for a comeback. Like rally your team. Uh, sure pretty is. cool. Now the idea, look at like he was a G League player. That not because that he doesn't have the skills, Woo! because the way he looked, right, he doesn't good. have a good agent. People think that he cannot play basketball. So for anyone out there who is thinking you don't have an opportunity, you do. Just have to make sure you shine every time when you have it. Is that are you mean like your head is bald and shining, or you, you can do that too? <laughs> like don't don't let the shining bald head. But statistically show if you actually are a man. You are bold. You shave all your head. You do see more fears. Just look at Jeff Bezos when he has hair and no hair. Wow, man, I will be intimidated looking at him right now. All right, let's learn a little bit more about Kevin. Bring us into the two truths, one lie. Two truths, one lie. All right, so two truths, one lie. So the first one will be, I have bankrupt three companies before age of 21. Bankrupt. Mm-hmm. The three second, companies. Three of my own company before age of 21. Woo, the wow. second one is that I have won the California Sierra League Championship for badminton in high school, representing Roland High Schools. That sounds very specific. And then the third <laughs> one is that FBI have raided my place of work and then arrest one of the person that I close to right in front of all of us. And that was the national news. What? I want to know what movie that one is from. <laughs> Wall Street? <laughs> what the heck? Oh, yeah. So, Wolf on Wall Street. Wow. And that was a national headlines for some time. Well, for what make? reason? Oh, well, like... Uh, FBI, open up! So... <laughs> We do not know that this particular coworker of ours was an online predator. So for the longest time, he has posed himself as a female to lurk underage boys online through Craigslist or different social media sites. And then, of course, they don't know that he was a guy until they did it. And then, of course, one of the sting operations was the FBI, and that's what happened. Did you ever have conversations with this guy? This person had conversation with everyone in the company because the position that he is, he is the main and head recruiter of the company. So everyone has to talk to him. If you want to get to any promotions for, for my time in that company, I have multiple promotions. So which means that he interviewed me multiple times. <laughs> and I can tell that there is no way. Which personality did he use? <laughs> Another question for the second one. Mm. How long have you been playing badminton? I've been playing badminton since I was seven years old. Like that was my passion. And then of course that I would say the as any Taiwanese people, badminton is born in our blood. We're born with a shuttlecock and also a racket. So that's that's something that we had to do. And of course that the good thing is that regardless 
where you came from or what language you speak. When I come to US for the first time, my English is not the best, but my skills does not betray me. So I can Woo! still make an impact. And then this is how I release and how I communicate. I believe that because if you go to Casino Park, it's just like Asian people playing badminton. <laughs> badminton, we don't play outdoor. Anyone who play outdoor is a fake badminton. Because you, you have wind. Yes, right? that is very true. Oh. Everyone in Taiwan know how to play regardless of the age. Yeah. But are they good though? That's the question. Yeah, you yeah. see middle-aged people, they're, they're really good. It's like back and forth like this. The way that they hit, it's like tennis. What the heck? Oh, it's the... faster than tennis. No, it's fast. It's like faster. Um, what? If you're in flushing, flushing, there is a a, a a badminton court right by the the college point, and that is a court they use for U.S. Open for badminton, a Yonex court. I'm not really Taiwanese. I didn't even know that, and I live in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your practice times like in high school? In high okay. school, it's basically anytime when you get up, uh, since I'm in the varsity, so every time mm -hmm. when I get off class, about 3.30 or so, the practice will last from 4 o'clock all the way down to 7.30. And then wow. since I'm the captain, so definitely I set the time to make everyone miserable. So <laughs> on weekends, we practice as well too. Because to get the badminton core is very rare. Normally, you have to pay for it. If you have a school that sponsors you for it, why not? Wow. Yes. Yeah. True. <laughs> what do you guys think? What's he lying about? Number three. I like number one. Do we have a split think, decision? Okay. How about for you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards number three. But it sounds so absurd that it could be true. So number does number three. two, right? Number, number two. two could just be... Uh, I feel like it could be a plot from a Taiwanese movie that I never watched. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I don't know if you would spend, you know, four out, three, four hours a day. Yeah, you couldn't even pay 10 minutes of Warcraft. That's true. <laughs> yeah. like, um, we got two, number three, and one number. Uh, one. James, number one. Okay. So number three is actually true. So I'm going to send <gasps> you guys a link oh. about what oh, happened that man. day. Because I cannot tell you the names or the company I work for because I don't want your podcast to get sued. So am I. So you guys have a link over there to explore at your own oh time. My oh my. So that's number <laughs> wow. So number three is true. Okay. And number one, Bankrupt oh. 3 Company before 21. That's also true too. The oh. first company is called the Minkai Holdings Incorporated. Second one I knew I should have went with number two. <laughs> Yes. Uh, number two is almost true, but I never won the Sierra League. I got knocked out in the first round by the champion that year. And that's always been a pain in my eyes forever. Wow. Because I do practice at least three hours a day. I do devote myself to badminton. Even now? Uh, not, not anymore. Not since I joined the banking industry. But yeah. that particular failure stopped me into portion that I, don't, I didn't even join the varsity for my college. Because that Ooh. was like uh, the California Sierra League was... The, the tournament you want to go to and i got knocked out in the first round that was very bad not even a close game too yeah. my defense is that that guy won the championship that year so i just have some bad luck of draw if you let me have anybody else i can be number two but you know yeah you could have been i could have been yes but yes the olympics of badminton what if the F fbi caught the wrong person what oh, if he no. got framed yeah i don't believe so because he's still in there so <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so yeah, like uh, that was one of the things. And that it actually created a corporate shakeup in our companies in that region. So we had to replace the president of the of the company in that area. Wow. Oh, and then geez. a lot of different things happened. It was a national highline for close to a month. That's crazy. Well, I wasn't wrong when I said you were a local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm in the bystanders. Like, uh, I think they got, they got half my face in the shot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you shocked that day? Oh, well, so first of all, everyone can tell you in the office, when, if I came in, we all like, is it me? What do I do? I, so, no. so all oh. of us, I think about the same thing. It's like, I stole a donut from the break room, but that, that, that shouldn't be an FBI offense. Yeah. All of us go to our memory trying to find out maybe a little things we did in the past because we don't know who are going to raid until he went to the office. I just clicked that link because I, I was hoping to see uh, the picture with half your face. I'm going to be like, oh, I know half of that guy. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to take it back to uh, Medium blog. Can you explain a little bit about what are claps and what are highlights? So basically claps is that Medium meters, they count on how many claps and how many viewing time that your article gets. So you get paid for doing so. So the claps basically means everyone reserve 50 claps to an article. So you can clap at most 50 times. And only the first one will count to a median. The rest is simply your encouragement to the author. So what are highlights? Highlights basically is a portion, like a part of your article that this particular reader really resonate to. Some people who are grammar terrorists, basically like people who, oh, let me go ahead and correct grammars of other people. They like to highlight your mistake. And like, like oh, you see, yes. you should say charted. So you say charted. So let me go ahead and highlight that part. But let me sign up right now. So the highlight normally is for you to go ahead and highlight the point that you like the most about this particular article. Thank you for that segue because this is what the next segment is going to be about. Problem is, I, I couldn't find Kevin Yang on social media. See, that is, that is a reason because what happened was that once you become an executive in the financial world, yeah. your social media got really controlled by your companies. In the mm -hmm. first executive role I took in the, big, in the company where this guy got arrested, uh, since this guy got arrested, all the social media of all the executives got blocked because we don't want anyone to go troll little kids behind people's back. So our marketing wow. department shut down all the of our facebook so yeah. if you see my i don't even have a facebook account until my podcast was yeah. created recently and i can say yeah. that when i create one i have to give my password username out too so they can see all the posts i have wow, wow. Bit more public. Mm -hmm. okay I, <laughs> I wasn't planning to open that can of worms but <laughs> anyway, so because we, we couldn't find you on social media we actually had some questions directed at your medium blog highlights <laughs> the first thing that I highlighted, uh, this is an article by Alexandra Sol, and the article is called How to Make Hedonism Your Life Philosophy and Not Suck as a Person. You highlighted philosophical hedonism, theory about what makes one's life valuable. So basically, when I was reading this article, first of all, I have never heard about this term before until I read about this particular mm -hmm. story. It's about trying to go ahead and making sure that you cover yourself first. And when you do so, then your positivities and your overwhelming of joy can spread to others. In other way, people will think, oh, isn't that selfish that you think about yourself first? Just let me give you an example. Not like Craigslist with young boys, you know? No, 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 definitely not. Like, uh, so there's a book that I, I read before. It's called Strength Does Universal. Basically, it's a German say, start of universe. How in the book is like a family, a father who had to work a job that he doesn't like for his family. 
he cannot quit that job because he's the only breadwinner of the family. He doesn't talk to them. He look at them and say, because of you guys, I have to work at this job that I hate and my boss yell at me. Very soon you turn negative. That when you look at other people, you're like, oh, I am suffering now because I was doing it for you because I was thinking about you. And there's another example of this person who do job that he really likes. He enjoy every minute of it. So he go home. The first thing you do is to talk to his wife about all the amazing thing that happened that day. And his wife's like, oh, that's, that's really cool. So you become really positive. He talked to his kids about how to be happy at work, how to do things because he's full of positivity. He didn't do it for his family. He do it for himself. And he can't wait to share the joy that he have because he's do it for himself. Even though the husband only work for his own pleasure and his own happiness, but he only bring home his own pleasure and happiness and he spread it to the people around them. If you are doing it for yourself and you don't blame anyone else for it, you take the consequences and trust me, you will feel a lot better. But imagine you do it for somebody else like, oh man, I had to work at this job just because I had to feed the family. You don't you will look at your family and feel like they're the source of your misery. The only problem I have with that is that's not the traditional way of thinking of hedonism. When I think about hedonism, I just think like people that's seeking like, you know, sexual pleasure or stuff like that. Like that would be the most, when I first heard of that philosophy, that's what I kind of, you know, associate with. Mm -hmm. You place your pleasure above everyone's, but however, the thing coming down to is that depends on what you're, where you're drawing your pleasure from. The reason I found that article very interesting is because she is also trying to convince the world that is not a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. For example, like, uh, I feel overwhelming of happiness when I coach people, when I see people grow, when I promote people. I do it be not because I care about them. I do it because I love that feeling of seeing people grow. And then because of me, they're part of my legacy. So this too does not conflict, right? It's like, you can say Kevin's selfish that he only coach others because he want to leave legacies behind. But what's the bad part about that? There's no bad effect. You got grow, you got promoted. Who cares that if you're my legacies? The idea is that you have benefited, so did I. So there's a whole, that's the whole idea of why if you actually take your own pleasure, but you point it to the right way, then you should be a positive thing. As long as you have a positive effect and you know, not just for you, but the community that you're affecting, then why not? Another example would be if you love to eat great food and you eating is a pleasure to you don't you want to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend that also like to eat great food that i guess can go explore all the great restaurants around the world versus that you are hiding a part of who you are just to make another person feel happy because you feel i should not take my pleasure before her she's a vegan so i cannot eat meat anymore Oh, geez, that's me. Oh. <laughs> I'm vegetarian. Wow. I'm just putting up. No, no, I'm not. Anyone, but I feel like if that was the case, isn't that gonna, not going to be a good way that you're putting your own pleasure of your own dietary preferences over for someone that you care about? Right? All right, Annie, it's over. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lee, you have, to, you have to eat hot pot with me. This article is called The Biggest Investment You Will Make in 2020. It's by VJ Lott. Mm -hmm. And then what you highlighted was, it begins with knowing what you want out of life and what it will take to get there. Your biggest investment is you. So in one of my publications and episodes, I talk about setting smart goals, but the whole idea coming down to is that I always view myself as a business. I have no loyalty to the company that I work for, nor trying to go ahead and how to go ahead and live for somebody else's philosophy. And you have to continue to invest yourself to elevate your own market value. Just think about today, Jeff, 
your on the New York Stock Exchange, how much should I buy you per share? How do I increase your value for it? What are things that you can do to increase your own value so you can be more competitive? So those are the things that I always think about. If you want to help others, help yourself first so you can have a capacity to help other people. For example, Bill Gates has helped more people and donated more money than anyone in the history combined altogether. He can only do it because he had the resources. If you never invest in himself, there will be millions of people who actually suffer because he wasn't there. Every single day, I think about how to elevate my own value. Every post that I do, every single business that I join, every decision that I make, it has to be for the best shareholder, which is myself. Either you learn by reading, mm -hmm. you, know, you get taught, or you experience it yourself. Yes, Learning. Your, your best weapon and anything that no one can take away from you is your knowledge and your mind. Anybody can take everything else from you, but they cannot take what you know. So the more that you know, the better that you can do. I like to read people's article and publish work because a lot I can learn from their methods. People love to talk about themselves, like me. So when I actually read about other people's work, I will be able to know how they get to their logic on that part. I might not agree with it, but at least I know one way that will work or not. You see the, the, the cogs that are going on behind the scenes. What is the best investment so far that you made in yourself in 2020? I joined a guest, a guest for Redunculus podcast. <laughs> has been the best investment of my life. You know, like I learned new friends. No, yeah, that's from that part, definitely. <laughs> um, I would say I read over a hundred articles this particular, this particular month so far. Wow. I have been involved in so many strategic uh, meetings with my current corporates to reshape the current structures. Oh yes, uh, I organizing a speech contest in, in March with different areas in New York to help people to become better public speakers. Those are just investments. I'm glad that, that you're in this space, you know, to, to help a lot of people because I, I can see that you're doing a lot of good. You recently, by the way, congratulations. You recently just uh, crossed 3,000 downloads, right? Yes, yes. That was amazing too. Like uh, I didn't get, I, I didn't know about it until I got alerted. And then that was like, congratulations. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think my first episode has 12 downloads for the whole week. And I was like, this is not going to make it. Nobody's going to listen to my podcast. Who else will find out about this thing? You just have to stick to your course and then be genuine. And then more yeah. and more people will just tell other people. Most importantly is, podcaster help podcaster a lot of my podcaster friends are they shout out for me i shout out for them but most importantly is your group and my group does not have to be against each other trust me a lot of my group find humor and funny in your video as well too i'm your yeah. fan i go through hundreds of videos within a week in my mind it's talking about that one of my favorite segments is like you do this mail segment where you have people writing in from texas from california and they ask vast different topics one of them was was asking i just recently got laid off like what what, what should i do stuff like that mm -hmm. and you also do this segment where which i really love i think it's good you kind of like talk about good news or posi positivity. Mm -hmm. So that, that little boy that bought flowers for his whole school, mm -hmm. that was amazing. And he did it for his own pleasure. And then, of course, that he... Genism. Yes, yes, that is true. The whole idea is, is like, first of all, ever since that I let people know I'm a Laker fan, I got a lot more questions about dissing Lakers for no reason. <laughs> like that guy from Boston, it was like... Oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant, yes, but, I heard that. Yeah, and I was like, cool, come down a little <laughs> bit. Yes, but most like, like uh, yeah. They asked you about Kobe Bryant. Yes, yes, because anyone who knows me knows about Laker fan about Kobe Bryant. And yeah, a lot of people hating on Green Bay Packer for no reason. So that's funny too. But I think overall is... Um, to help people, right? If they have questions, I have more questions that I can answer. That's why 
I want to be as helpful as possible. Kev, um, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out to come on the show. It's been a lot of fun and I, I personally learned a lot. Yeah, no, I, I learned a new word today, new, new mismatic. Yes, the third time. I got the third time, yes. No, but thank you for having me on. You guys are doing awesome work. You have made me laugh multiple times through your video. There's a few times that I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, so little things like this, especially, I think any, you made the drawing of the whole entire seven trains, you go to the flushing toilet. I was like, okay, too much information, but, but good. Like, I think that break the ice right away. I am very inspired by all three of you. You guys are all, like, you are, you are a new dad, you know? <laughs> And yes. James, like you are all the way in Connecticut now, right? Used to be in, yes. in New York. So this podcast bonded you guys together and this friendship is very, very remarkable. This is the first time that I'm actually on live podcast recording. Just think about how many times I had to NG myself when I do my own recording. Uh. The, yes, but yeah, we all have amazing stories, James and Jeff and Annie. You guys will have some amazing stories that you guys will share with the world. All of us have lived an amazing life. We might be different, but it's always something to share about. That's why if you guys are looking to do medium, write your own story. I'll be your first followers on that. Oh, yes. Give me 50 claps, please. I'm looking Every for single time. <laughs> I'll highlight it so you can go ahead and ask about your highlight on your audience. Yeah. Yes. All right. So you can find Kevin at Life Plus Up. Uh, that's my Instagram handle. Uh, PodcastLifePlus at gmail.com. That's my Gmail. And the Podcast Life Plus Up, that's my medium handle. No, but thank you very much for having me. It's very nice knowing all three of you. And it's cool that I'm actually talking to you guys versus just watching your videos over and over again. <laughs> and of course, uh, looking forward for more collaboration down the line. Remember, when life gets tough, you get ridiculous, right? <laughs> all right, it's a wrap. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Stay thank you so much. It's the Ridiculous Podcast starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world whose name is James. It's ridiculous.